good afternoon and welcome to Lambda Weekly. I'm Dave Taffet here in the studio with Lauren Landis and the on-time Patty Fink. Uh, <laughs> our guest is former Trans World Airlines flight attendant. Uh, oh, wow. That's not what I've done. Wow. Oh, wow. Well, you used to have it's new this, to me. Uh, trans Airline. I learned to fly, but I was in the front. Oh, yeah. pilot. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. So you were a trans world pilot. No, I didn't work for them. No. It's sad that there isn't a transgender airline anymore. No, not that I'm aware of. Our guest, by the way, is Leslie McMurray. Airtran, I guess. Are they still around? Oh. No, they're part of Southwest. Oh, oh. Airtran was awful. I used to like to avoid it like the plague. I don't think I've ever flown that that airline, ever. I'll be... You're lucky. <laughs> so welcome to Airline Talk. <laughs> <laughs> the emergency exit is right over there. <laughs> the, this is Lambda Weekly. We are the LGBTQ uh, is that what you program are? for North Texas. And we put our oxygen on first and then yeah. put it on others. Um. <laughs> I was down in Austin this week and uh, saw our uh, LGBT caucus get sworn into office for a new term. So Mary is back, uh, Mary Gonzalez, Jessica Gonzalez, Julie Johnson, uh, Ann Johnson, and Aaron Zwiener. And uh, Celia is no longer part of the caucus because right. she ran for Austin mayor, so yep. she did not go for her seat in the legislature again. But I met... Jolanda Jones, uh, Christian Manuel Hayes, and, and Benton Jones. Benton Jones. Uh, Jolanda's a trip. Yeah, as Glenn Maxey told me last year, he said the legislate the House is not ready for Jolanda Jones. <laughs> have you met her yet? <laughs> yes, I have. We got to get her on the show. We, we absolutely do. do. We do. Uh, I, I adore her. And I am so glad she's on our side. <laughs> well, it's interesting because we have two Johnsons, two Jones, two and two Gonzalez. Two Gonzalez. Only one Zwiener. Only one Zwiener. And one Manuel Hayes. Yes. Um, Venton was all excited about beginning his new term, very optimistic. Christian was very optimistic starting his new term, although... He's a little bit more realistic because he worked for uh, Joe Des Hotel, his predecessor, for about 10 years. Uh, Jolanda Jones, optimistic. And I think because she thinks they're going to come to see it her way or, <laughs> or else. <laughs> I love her, though. I, I absolutely adore her. She is so charming. She is as sweet as can be to me. <laughs> to you. And I forget what district does she cover? Uh, she's from Houston. That's right. South Houston. And the yeah. other um, gentleman who won up making three. Christian. Uh, Christian. He's from the Beaumont area. Beaumont. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not far from Houston. Beaumont. Yeah. Um, he won his election very easily, actually. I mean, put on a good campaign. But he was well known in his district before he ran for office. Mm. So it wasn't a surprise when he won. Uh, Venton is the newcomer, as optimistic as can be, and I wish I could tell you uh, Julie Johnson's response to their optimism. <laughs> She's expecting a tough, tough se- session. Yeah, I think. I th- unusual. I think she comes to it though with a different understanding of 
just how vicious they can be um, and how um, uh, performative um, the, the House GOP can be in Texas. We've already seen it uh, over and over and over and over. So it's not surprising. And um, I fully expect, I mean, I'm bracing. Yeah. I don't have much optimism at all. The, the biggest thing we can do is prevent the bad stuff. That's that will be a win for us as a community is if we can prevent the bad stuff. Well, it's, there will be no good legislation one getting pushed and passed. One way that they're planning on doing that is about 30 good bills have been filed. Now, are we expecting those to actually pass? Not particularly. But Jessica, who um, filed her omnibus non-discrimination bill again, is said she's going to work pretty hard to um, get a hearing for it. Any hearing time that's being heard for a bill like hers is hearing time that's not being heard for an anti-transgender bill. So, Yeah. Um, as a, a person who is in that community, it's really troubling. It, it hurts my heart. It's not going to affect me one way or the other. I mean, pretty much my die is cast. I'm, you know, <laughs> what's done is done. They can't prevent a thing. Um, they can continue to make our lives difficult if they want, I guess. But I just don't understand, you know, why? Well, what are they trying to accomplish? What's the end game? Uh, because they claim that they care about kids or that uh, affirming care <coughs> is um, helping kids. Uh, that, or that affirming care is child abuse. It's the exact opposite. It, it's kind of like the, the upside-down, bizarro world is where keeping medical, ne medically necessary care from children is somehow a good thing. It's a horrible thing. Well, what, what, what are other, some of the specific um, items they have on agen well, their agenda? The, let, well, let me give you my favorite one. It's a, uh, a House resolution or a Senate resolution uh, that will condemn the American Medical Association, the American Psychological Association, and a whole host of other organizations. Pediatric, uh, the um, uh, American Academy of Pediatrics, the Endocrine Society, and the World Health Organization. A and the Children's Hospitals of Texas yeah. for <clears throat> providing... Medically necessary me care. Medical, medically necessary and recommended care. So again, people who don't interact with trans people, who don't have a medical history or education, are condemning those that they don't know, don't hang around, don't understand, don't have knowledge about, and they're saying that the experts in the field with peer-reviewed studies that is sanctioned across all these various bodies are wrong? They're out of their minds. They're absolutely out of their minds. But this is not unlike what they've done with reproductive rights. It's not enough that they ban the procedure to, from being done in the state. They right. they don't want you to a woman to leave the state. Right. Like now we've got a re reached into a person's freedom to travel. Um, you, you know, like, what are they going to stop all the women at the border? I mean, so it's not enough that they that they had they get their way on banning a, abortion. But they don't want anybody to get any any um, pills that might that might um, would you know, ev resolve and a, a mis would miscarriage. Woman, would every woman at the airport, in order to board a plane, have to take a pregnancy test? Yeah, but they also have to take another one when they come back in. Right, right. And if that one comes back negative, then 
into handcuffs you go. And then and, and what, what happens if they legitimately had a miscarriage while they were tr- uh, away? Well, they they basically ban miscarriages, yeah. pretty much. Yeah, you and, have to be on your deathbed before they'll let yeah, you yeah. do a normal medical procedure. Even then, it's kind of iffy. It, then, too. And yeah. then to go a step further, what you were saying, Patty, is na- now they go after people who assist you. Right. And yeah. a, a physician can end up you know, giving, giving you care, life-saving care, and end up in prison for the rest of their lives and lose their medical license. Um, so it's it's not enough that they're going after trans people. They want to they want to stick it to trans people and those who love them. But why? In a way to that. What end? I mean, at least you can make an argument around abortion. I agree with the woman's right to choose unequivocally. But you can make an argument and say, well, we're we're trying to save the life of this fetus. Why would you want to d- deprive a child? medical care that is medically necessary according to the people that are going to school for that that have like again access to peer-reviewed studies prevent suicide world yeah exactly worldwide this is the right thing to do and they want to stop that because what because their argument their argument is and of course i don't agree with this but their argument is is child abuse well here's the thing let's start talking about what child abuse is child abuse generally speaking the litmus test for me is if the kid's horrified the kid doesn't want any more of that in the case of transgender kids they are leading the way in this care then again, both parents have to sign off on it. This isn't done willy-nilly. Both parents have to agree. If only one parent was in favor and the other was opposed, nothing would happen unless that one parent went to court and got basically the parental rights of that other parent taken away so where they had sole custody and decision-making over that child. Then the primary care physician has to agree, a psychiatrist has to agree, and a chronologist has to agree. So again, it's not done willy-nilly, just, oh, let's think about doing that. Of course not. The desistance rate is much, much lower. The suicide rate is very high if it's denied. And let's look, if they're really worried about what's harming children or what child abuse is about, that we need to call out their intellectual dishonesty because they really are. This is so full of BS. The number one cause of death for 13 to 19-year-old kids, guns, gunfire. Number one cause of death. What are they doing? Anything? Is there any bills on there to limit access to firearms that are killing kids? Anything? There's one bill that uh, will require a flashing light be put in every classroom uh, to indicate that the school is on lockdown. Oh, jeez. Okay, so if the shooter is in okay. your classroom mm-hmm. shooting all the kids, it'll be really comforting to them that the little light's blinking. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. so that's what they're doing to protect 13 to 19-year-old kids whose number one cause of death is gunfire. This is just an obscenity, yeah. and they need to be called out for it. If you're really honestly concerned about what's affecting kids, let's start at the top. What about the broken foster care system? What happens to parents or to kids that are taken away from their home? Those are generally the victims of child abuse that are being hit or kicked or verbally abused or, or sex trafficked what. sex trafficked who knows but nothing good is happening that makes these kids end up in the foster care system but they're looking to add more from loving affirming caring households this but here's the it. here's the issue it's not a, as it is with reproductive rights for women it's not about the issue it's not about the the gender affirming care it's not about psychological health no that's obvious it's, it is about control oh absolutely 
It's about control of women over their reproductive autonomy, and it's about control of trans people. Um, there are states now considering um, going after adult trans people. Yeah, why are the, why are we threatening to them? We represent 0.52 percent of the population. You'd think they have other things to do. <laughs> You know, I think maybe it's power grids or things, you know? I, I think it's more than that with the trans issue. I think they don't want them to exist. It's like they want to put them back into the closet. They want to make it so hard for trans individuals to live their lives freely and openly in who they are. Uh, they mission want, accomplished. Yeah, it's like, you know, it's hard enough. Like, like Leslie and I were talking before uh, the show. Um, the daily things that trans individuals have to worry about, and now you have the government or you know going after you. It's it, it's, it's maddening. Mm-hmm. It, it is, and it's but it is about control. Mm-hmm. Um, they want to control a lot of different people they don't like. Oh. Um, you know, I mean, we had a le- legislature in Missouri um, passed a rule for their own members that women can't w- come to the legislature. And, and serve in the House or the Senate with bare arms. Don't they I have a constitutional that, I, I right it was to a bare joke. arms? But I'm bummed. <laughs> <laughs> they they damn well do. Um, but I mean, I thought that was a joke. I saw no. that. Really? It's yeah. Serious? Uh-huh. Yeah, truly. They want to control what women wear in their own legislative body. Yeah. Wow, we really are living in a twilight zone. I mean, this is this is this is medieval stuff. It is. Yeah. This is, um, you know, I mean, like the wall is sick. medieval technology, you know, on the border. And they're just going full medieval a- across the board because that's that's as far as they can think ahead. It's you just know? loony town. We don't like trans people. We want to shut them down. We want to erase them, them and mm-hmm. we want to their, lar- their lives unlivable. Mm-hmm. And the same with women and their mm-hmm. reproductive autonomy. And they're going to be coming after gay people. They're going to come after the disabled people. Um, I, mean, I mean, this is this is what we're up against. I had a conversation with my brother a while back, and this is, I think, part of the core of that in how they view women, because uh, he wouldn't call me by my name for the longest time. He does now, so we've had this discussion. He is a uh, minister in Indiana, so he's very conservative. Oh, wow. Yeah, very conservative uh, Christian evangelist. Uh, kind of like our guest there. last week. Steve Sprinkle. Oh, right. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. No, he's, he's not in that group. Right-wing conservative. But my brother would not call me by my name, and I said, why? And he said, because I feel like it would offend God. And I offend said, God? Yeah, it would offend God. I said, well, you serve a really goofy God who sounds like a, a, you know, a kid who sounds like, you know, just if he doesn't get his way, he's going to smite you. And it just doesn't sound to me like something God would even be interested in or would care about. He's too busy worried about winners and losers in college and professional football. But we'll set that aside. (laughs) So uh, he said, and besides, you're not a real woman. And I said, really, what's a real woman? And he said, well, you don't have a womb. And I said, well, by that definition, our mom wasn't a real woman because she had a hysterectomy in 1966 after giving birth to you. And I said, the other part about that assertion is I find it offensive because you're telling me that a woman, by definition, is a walking reproductive organ. Mm -hmm. And that's how you view women in your Bible is that they're good for one thing and one thing only, and that's reproducing. And so a woman who's not reproducing or is ending a a pregnancy or whatever, you have absolutely (laughs) no use for in the world. 
And I think there's too many people that fall into that category that that's what a woman is. And so why would a woman be useful if not having a womb? So for trans people, we have no use in that. I, I, I just don't get that, that, that type of thinking. Oh, I don't either, but it's they, out there. Yeah, of course it is. Simply calling someone by their new or preferred name. It's a name. Mm-hmm. Who cares what body parts People you have? People get married and they it's, go they, by they, a different they, name. All the time. Get over it, you know? People change their names all the time. Yeah. People or, are on the air and they get called the late patty thing. <laughs> <laughs> it, Not I mean, all the time, though. But it, it is, it's just a name. Yeah. It's a name. Oh, don't even get me started on pronouns, because whoo! Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So have you ever tried, like, referring to your brother in his presence by a different name? No, he referred to me uh, for the longest time. Now he, he does use Leslie, which is great. Uh, but he referred to me for the longest time. He would write a note or an email that would say, Dear Beloved Sibling. Wow. Wow. Like, okay. To avoid uh, anything. To avoid. Yeah. Uh-huh. Wow. But, but that goes to, uh, what is the bill, 2133, uh, that would get rid of uh, gender or sex-based education until eighth grade. So you couldn't address things that dealt with gender or sex until eighth mm-hmm. grade. Which, to me, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, would eliminate terms like mother, father, husband, wife, sister, brother, aunt, Uncle, yep. see where I'm going with that? Yeah. 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 So a teacher could not say, oh, my husband and I have been married for 10 No, 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 no. Not until eighth grade can you mention that you have a husband. You can only say partner. Mm-hmm. But they've done this in the... Because we're teaching about sex. You can't just say, we'll teach about this sex, but not this sex, or these pronouns, but not these pronouns. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. And, and in the Florida's don't, uh, don't say gay bill... Yeah. They talk about, we can't talk about sexual orientation. Okay, then you can't talk about yours. Yeah, you can't talk about straight either. You can't talk about, I'm married, I have two kids, and all this stuff. And, you know, teachers could be, should be, could be and should be fired for that under this law. Mm -hmm. Because that's the way it's written. Um, Because, you know what? Everyone has a sexual orientation. Everyone has a gender identity. Well, several of, these, several of these laws are really poorly written. We need to take a break, uh, but Shocker. we'll talk about that. Uh, well, in one case, a bill that was written to work against us actually could work for us. Well, they use these boilerplates in there, and so they still are using terms like sexual preference. It's in their boilerplate. Oh, really? yeah. So any bill dealing with sexual orientation comes out with sexual preference because that's what's in the boilerplate. Because mm-hmm. it, they, that's to reflect that they believe it's a choice. Uh-huh. Yeah. Of course they yeah. do. We're going to take a break. You're listening to Lambda Weekly on 89.3 KNON-FM. I'm Dave Taffet here in the studio with Lauren Landis and the late Patty Fink. And our guest is Leslie McMurray. We'll be back with more right after this. I'm Christina from the Owens. And I listen to Lambda Weekly on 89.3 KNON-FM. And this is Lambda Weekly. I'm Dave Taffet here in the studio with Laron Landis and the late Patty Fink and former flight attendant uh, <laughs> Leslie McMurray. Got a little toasty in here. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about her time with Transworld Airlines. Is that what uh, we're doing? No peanuts for you. No. Oh, I guess then I would have peanuts envy. I was wondering where we're going to go there. Well, yeah, no, who knows? Uh, uh, those up and not expect me to take a swing at it. Um, we are talking about some of the 
30 bills that have been filed so far against which target the uh, transgender community. One of the bills is actually not a bill. It's a proposed constitutional amendment. Oh, great. It would guarantee parents the right to direct the upbringing of their child. Unless they want them to allow them to transition. Well, but it doesn't say that in there. It just wants parents to be able to direct the upbringing of their child. But they don't now? Is that with, been a problem? Yeah. Uh, wow. with with rights that include care, custody, control, education, moral and religious training, and medical care. Or lack thereof. Okay, so that actually could benefit us. Yeah. Well, in, but of course, they're not, that's not the intent. If I can teach my children our Jewish beliefs, those include times where a woman must get an abortion in order to save the mother's life. It's written in the Bible. I think it's Deuteronomy. I need to get the exact quote. Um, but Jews are directed to have an abortion. It's Israeli law because Israeli law is derived from the Bible that if you are threatening the life of the mother or something is threatening the life of the mother, she has to have the abortion and her life is saved, not the child. Period. Mm-hmm. But it also said medical care. So if that's the case, then people who have trans children, they should be entitled to give them the... um, the, the See, I think what they're thinking is most parents or most trans kids are working against their parents. And more and more, that really is not true. No, it's absolutely not true. Most of the time, it's not Um, true. Yeah, it's hard to say. There's, There's kids that come out and their parents do not accept them. And... I just think that, you know, one of the things I talk about with adults is you probably have a pretty good idea. It's like, I don't know, you know, your parents never met them, uh, yours, yours. But I think you have a pretty good grasp, let's say, if you were arrested for shoplifting, how your dad would react. And so if you were to say, I'm gay or I'm trans, you have a pretty good idea how your parents would react. And if they're going to cane you then you probably aren't going to tell them. They're going to be the last ones to know. But if you think they're going to be affirming and welcoming, then you do come out to them and you get the hugs and the affirmation and you're all good. So I think probably the ones that are out uh, to their parents are probably receiving more affirming care. It just is so hypocritical to say uh, we want... uh, it's all about parental rights, but then they deny the parents' rights to access care for their children. That's pretty stupid. Except uh, your rights. Part, yeah, except well, your rights. But again, it, with like school books, uh, individual parents are saying, I don't want that book in the school library. Okay, well, tell you what, why don't you just write a note to, and give it to the school librarian and we won't let your kid read it. But it's kind of like the whole adage of saying, I'm on a diet so you can't have a donut. Don't tell me what my kid can read and can't read. Those books should be available. I've never seen a kid read a book that they're not interested in. So if your child is interested in a book, I say, by all means, let them read it. Reading, yeah. you know, is good for education. But the, I'm, you know, hey, reading a book doesn't turn a kid gay. No, it does not. Because I read books about straight kids, about cis kids my entire life. And here I am. And saw you know, movies and television. Yeah, yeah. Those books, yeah, there was no trans characters for me growing up. There was no one to model after, but I still knew who I was. Uh, and so depriving people of books is just saying, we're not going to let you have representation. We're not going to let you see people that are like you. And your classmates are going to go into suddenly the eighth grade and, what? I never knew these people existed. 
It's like, you know, it's just because your idiot school district wouldn't allow them to do it. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's reprehensible. There's nonsense that's going on right now. And I just hate to see it, but it, or say it, but it seems like a whole party GOP is just made up of a bunch of nitwits. The stuff that they're doing is just, it's not American. It's not what I grew up with. It's performative. It's It's, all performance. Because performance gets, if they have great performance for their base, their base comes out to vote. Yeah. And it's, you know, what an outrageous thing I can say. You know, at least tell the truth, though. You know, your base, I'm sure, cares about other things. I was talking with Katie, my wife, yesterday. And we were talking, you know, trying to find out objectively, you know, how, I don't even know, but we're just trying to make sense of it all. But um, one of the things we were talking about is uh, if you're a single issue voter, and I think there's a lot of them out there, and it might be guns. And if this particular legislator is going to make sure that you have your right to, to load up your gun safe, you're happy, and no matter what other insanity they put out there, you're good with, and you're going to put them in office. But by the same token, if for me, I, I really believe if there was somebody that was going to be absolutely staunch, 100%, we have your back as far as trans people, but was an absolute nut bar in every other respect, I wouldn't vote for him. I just wouldn't. Maybe I'm the whack job. I don't know. I don't know. You're saying just tell the truth. Yeah, just tell the truth. The poster child for the GOP right now is George Santos. Yeah, uh-huh. Yep. yep. He's the actually the mascot of everything. It's the culmination of all of it, all the MAGA and GOP coming together because there's not a thing about his life that's that's true. No, and he still got elected. And then you look at Matt Gates, who won by a wide margin, and he seems to have an affinity for children. But then they have the gall to say, oh, well, the LGBTQ people are just grooming kids. Yeah. Well, I don't think we're the problem around kids. The whole idea of grooming goes back to 1978 and the Briggs Initiative back in California, Proposition mm-hmm. 6, which was defeated. But it would have fired every gay and lesbian teacher in the state of California because the fear-mongering back then was, well, gay and lesbian people don't reproduce, so they're going to have to recruit. So if you allow them around your kids, they're going to turn them gay, which is an absolute ridiculous notion because, again, I've been around straight and cis people and characters my entire life, yet here I am. And I think it's the same yeah, with can, anyone Here else. we all are. Yeah, come on. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, yeah, here she is. Yeah, I kind of loved the, there was a, a, a tweet went out during the whole speaker vote and, you know, all the votes and the ballots that went on for that. And somebody said, oh, don't worry. When, it, when the ballots get up to 18, Matt Gates will lose interest. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see that. When the, when the, when the ballots right, right, reach right. 18. You know, one thing that I found interesting about being in Austin, I hadn't paid close attention to the rules of the House Speaker's race in Austin. What happened in New York, in uh, Washington could not happen in Austin. Um, in Austin, everybody nominates whoever they want to be Speaker of the House. If it's multiple people, let's say five people were nominated, the top two then go into a runoff. Hmm. So they so they have a vote, um, and they see how it shakes out. Right. And then is it just a simple majority between those simple two? Simple majority. Yeah. Hmm. So if, if we use those rules in the House in Washington, 
uh, Hakeem Jeffries would, would be Speaker of the House. He would yeah. be, yeah. Had the 20 Republicans continued to hold out. Yeah. Did you see the Republican uh, war on musicals? Uh, wow. There's a bill that says no performance is allowed if it can be viewed by a child and has a drag performer. No musicals such as Hairspray, Rent, Peter Pan, <laughs> them. It's just it's nuts. This it odd is. obsession it's is nuts. just bizarre. Because. So are, are any of these new bills, I know a couple other states have, but are any of these new bills, proposed bills in Texas, did, uh, target uh, drag performers? Oh, yes. Uh, I think there are multiple of them. Yeah. Mm. yeah they mostly all read the same. A sexual-oriented business if they have a drag show or if they employ drag performers. Right, which means something like the Hard Rock Cafe, which does a drag brunch regularly, uh, would become a sexually-oriented business. And it'd be regulated differently. Uh, now, the bars on Cedar Springs are worried about this bill, and here's why. There is a school that is supported financially by the bars, but there is a school within a thousand feet of. Um, yeah, it's on Throckmorton. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, of, of several of the bars. Yeah. And they would have to close. If this went through, if it was the school or the bars would have to close. Well, the school is what should close because it's old and dilapidated. Yeah, it is. But uh, the bars. Now, mm. do they have any statistics to show? Because that school's been there a long, long time. So is there any statistics showing how many of those kids turned gay because of the proximity uh, to the bars? To the bars. Because yeah. uh, also, you know, when I the drag do... shows happen, they're like, what, 10 o'clock at night? Right. And the usually school kid... is usually oh, out by 10 o'clock yeah, at night. Usually. And kids are usually in bed. This elementary usually, school. Yeah. Usually already in bed by 10 o'clock. At least mine is. Either that or at the drag show. No, we <laughs> do have statistics as to how many million dollars patrons of the bars have collected yeah. and used to buy the kids computers, bikes, winter coats, backpacks, backpacks, all the things that they need. Again, this is one of these issues that they just pulled out of nowhere and was like, oh, let's just out do this. I, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I was trying to avoid that, but thank you. Sure. Um, Happy to help. Uh, <laughs> it's like, did they have they done any, if they're really concerned about this, have they talked to any of the parents no. of children who have been around drag queens? What happened? I've never been interviewed about that. My kids have been around drag queens several times and at a ball. But the, you know, the, there was no sexual did it, content. Did it turn them gay though? Did, uh, no. <coughs> she, as far as I know, she's not. Huh. No. Okay. So, but you know, it doesn't really matter to them. Hey, of course it doesn't. It doesn't. They'll take it, it as far as they're allowed to. Um, and I mean, literally, I mean, they would they would probably have, you know, things invasive in people's homes and already do in terms of CPS and and that sort of thing. But they'll they'll take it as far as they possibly can that they can get away with. And they do it every single time, whatever, no matter the topic. We had people testifying to committees last session on trans bills with heartbreaking stories, with reality of everyday lives and they were as cold as ice. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the go things to, that we need to really work towards if these bills go into, you know, committee discussion or uh, where they're taking testimony, because unlike with the bathroom bills, there won't be any testimony by parents or kids. 
because you have to give your name, your address, contact number when you testify, mm-hmm. and that just would go into an immediate Rolodex for Greg Abbott to go investigate with Department of Family right. Oh, Rachel Services. Gonzalez, who was on our show a few weeks ago, she's planning on going yeah. uh, and I camping out. I hope everyone out. goes. We need people that are outside of the trans community to go and talk about how awful and abhorrent this is because absolutely the parents and kids uh, that are most uh, deeply affected by this will be really risking uh, their freedoms if they show up and testify. Now, Rachel has a court order, a cease and desist court order in her favor. Mm -hmm. Uh, But you're right. Most parents did not take the extreme step of going to court to block the state from investigating them, mm-hmm. and they're going to need to. Well, the thing, even with the court order, if that bill gets passed and becomes law, then that court order becomes moot. Yeah. Right. So she is risking herself, because if that does go into law, she would then go into that Rolodex. What we what we need is a is a House Speaker who will be sane about these issues. Um, and Where is Joe Strauss when you need him? <laughs> yeah, really. Um, I, well, seriously, I mean, Dade Phelan has done one thing that I find very interesting, and he got this from Strauss's playbook. Um, when I was down in the Capitol, there were a number of people wearing red T-shirts with the white words. Um, no Democrat chairs. And I thought, no Democrat chairs? Hmm. Democratic sofas? It's bad English, for one. Yeah. <laughs> it's horrible English. It's not even English. Or ban. It was ban Democrat chairs. So they have to stand? Stand or sit on a sofa. I guess. And it's Democratic. It's but Democratic what he has done point. is he has appointed some Democratic chairs. Good. And what uh, Strauss always would do is put these bad bills into committees that are chaired by Democrats, and when nothing bad passed, he'd say, what can I do? The Democrats blocked it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and then they just call a special session, and they have votes, and we get obliterated. But he didn't. On the trans athletes, they did. Uh, That that was Dade Phelan. Yeah. Yeah. So he's not as much on our side as... Yeah, uh, Strauss. Strauss. Yeah, I mean Strauss said, "Sorry, no deaths on my head." Yeah, yeah, and that's what it—that's what this would be—is deaths on their. I mean, yeah. it, to me, the GOP in Texas um, doesn't care if people die by their actions if they can own the libs or they can be performative enough for their base to take notice and reelect them. Yeah, you know, the, the, another one that just boggles my mind. When did the word woke become a bad thing? Yeah, oh, I know. Exactly. I know. I mean, it is something that is inherently good to be aware I of mean, discrimination that's going on. That's really all it is. It's just being aware of discrimination that is happening in our society. And that's become like this badge of horror that if somebody is woke, that's some kind of terrible insult. I'd wear that proudly. It's I like mean, Antifa. It stands for anti-fascist. What was fascist? Look back in Nazi Germany. It will tell you what fascist is. Right. Good Lord. Right. Right. So being anti-fascist is a bad thing. Well, Woke is a bad th- When We've been yeah. looking for the head of Antifa to come on our show for several years now. We can't He's find watching him. my dogs right now. Uh, ah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. While I'm here. What, when you get home, 
have him give me a call because okay. we'd love to have Mr. Antifa on. <laughs> yeah, but woke, can, woke also means recognizing the lived experiences of others. And that means in our past history and, and how that's impacted our world today. Oh, you just want them to hate America. That's what you want. <laughs> you know, these fragile, fragile little snowflakes. white kids. That <laughs> little snowflakes. Parent, yeah, parents think their their kids are are incredibly fragile, and that I can turn them gay, but they can't get them to clean their room. I mean, the woke thing's become such a bad word to the GOP now that Florida just passed an anti woke bill. Like, just, oh my god! So it's, it's, it's one of many. It's, they, like, it's just like no, it, it's become law now. Like, oh my god! Yeah, Disney World needs to add stupid land to the yeah uh, yeah. It's, it's just unbelievable. I, I mean, to recognize, you know, I'm, I'm rather proud to be woke myself and recognize that the lived experiences of others um, do not match the white American experience in the least. The, you know, the difference in lived experiences of LGBTQ people, of people with disabilities, of people experiencing homelessness, of Native Americans, of of all kinds of people who are not the lived experiences of white Americans, that's what really what they don't want to hear about. Right. They don't want to hear anything that has to do with anyone that's not exactly like them. And so they just label the whole thing woke. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy, it's insane. though. It is it's crazy. crazy. Because I mean, if you just, let's, let's dwindle it down to the very basics. What's the opposite of woke? You sleep. So... Your sleep, it means you don't know, you're unaware. Right, ha ha, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you don't, why would you not want your kids to know something? Yeah. Why And why do they assume their kids would always side with the slave owners about, you know, learning about <laughs> right. slavery? Yeah. They're abolitionists and white abolitionists at that um, all through the South and in the North. Why would you think your kid, I'm like, can you imagine today if we all sided with the abolitionists and said, whatever prejudices are still lingering from the time of slavery is awful. Mm-hmm. We have to get rid of this, to focus on this, and what can we do as a society to get to make change? We ban the very discussion of it. We ban talking yep. about yeah, it. Yeah, we talk about it. I never understood why it's not okay to teach kids slavery happened. We don't do that anymore. And the big old, we don't do that anymore. Yeah. And, it, and lots of reasons. It's not pointing fingers. It's, it's not cool to own people. All right. We need to take a break. You're <laughs> listening to Lambda Weekly on 89.3 KNON-FM, and we'll be back with more right after this. Hi, this is Candy Markham, and I listen to Lambda Weekly on 89.3 KNON-FM. Listen. And we are talking with Leslie McMurray uh, about some of the terrible uh, anti-trans bills that have been filed. So they're not just attacking uh, filed in Texas. Yeah, Uh, at least 30 bills have been filed, although I looked at the list this morning and it looked like uh, some more have been filed to support those bills. So the Senate side of the House bill has been filed. Mm. Um, It's not just to attack. Uh, trans kids, it's to attra- uh, attack their parents, it's to attack their doctors. Uh, one bill would uh, cause doctors to lose their license if they treat kids for gender dysphoria. Or their inability uh, to have uh, insurance, um, practice insurance. Mm. 
Wow. Yeah, there's another that would take away their ability to get Well, and another bill uh, aiming at the insurance company would uh, prevent insurance companies from offering transgender care. Wow. That's Um, one of the ways that other states are going after um, the trans adults. They want to have it have the prevent insurance companies from covering how can they, i mean how can they do that uh i don't know how they can do that yeah it's like a, it, you can't tell an insurance company what to do you're saying though if the insurance company can't pay for it isn't that then making it inherently legal to do because they're just saying now the argument is over who pays for it not that the procedure is right or not right mm. um, and uh, uh, I don't know how that would be legal under the Affordable Care Act. I don't think it would be. Because they're just very but we specific. have a Supreme Court. Right. Ah, there you go. But we yeah. do have some very specific language about what insurance companies have to do under the Affordable Care Act. And part of that is coverage. Yeah, and we also have a couple of justices that don't believe in substantive due process. So a lot of things, including that, could be taken away. Yeah. There you go. Uh, other bills would ban competitive sports or... The bill that passed last time prevented kids in K through 12 from participating in competitive sports. They want to extend that to participating in all sports, and they want to extend K through 12 to college. Great. Humiliate <laughs> them all the way through. Uh, now, doesn't isn't that kind of up to the NCAA? Kind I mean, of. I would think the NCAA would kind of make that decision rather than uh, the legislature in the state of Texas, and, unless they want to maybe not compete in NCAA events, are they? Does do all these bills affect trans boys and trans men? They're poorly written. Of course they are. Of course. Um, so then uh, they need to attack teachers. So teachers would have to report monthly on all of their market or or the, all their educational materials that they're using uh, because teachers don't have enough to do and enough paperwork so we need to pile on more so that they can list all of the educational materials they used and rate them as far as whether or not it included anything that had to do with gender identity or sexual orientation. Yeah, that's stupid because they are the ones who have passed the laws what books teachers can and cannot use. So um, they should books. already know. Well, books. But that's the material. All publishing companies in another bill would have to rate their books as far as sexually oriented. Oh, wow. Wow. And sexually oriented includes things like talking about Gabrielle's two daddies. Yes. That, that's sexually oriented. Um, another bill would ban the change of gender markers for children. Um, I mean, it just goes on and on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just there's no logical reason for all of these. There, it's just, it's, it's kind of like the whole fear over uh, marriage equality saying, uh, allowing same-sex couples to marry is going to ruin traditional <coughs> marriage. Well, it was, it's been, what, eight years? Mm-hmm. I don't think traditional marriage is being threatened in any way, shape, or form. I think, uh, I don't believe that Katie's in my marriage affects anyone in Pearland or in Arizona or in North affects Dakota. Pe- yeah, it does. And, <laughs> and I'm, I'm sorry for that if it's been in a negative way. 
Oh, it's but been terrible. I just don't see how us being married affects anyone else. It just doesn't. It doesn't. It just doesn't. And their marriages don't affect me. No. Right. Not right. at all. It's Not like if all. you had a crappy marriage before we got married, you probably have a crappy marriage now. Exactly. Or maybe it ended. Exactly. And if you had a great marriage before, we don't affect it. But it's just the fear-mongering, you know, that people are going to be marrying multiple people or cattle or God knows what. None of it's come to pass. Same thing with... Dan Patrick back in 2015 making a statement that transgender people using bathrooms was the single biggest issue facing the state of Texas. Is he crazy? I mean, there's a million things facing Texas that are bigger than that. But let's just. We're like 47th in education. (laughs) Yeah, so let's just rebut that for a second. 2015 was, again, what, eight years ago? Okay. So in the intervening eight years, how many issues has there been in the news anywhere about a transgender person causing a problem in a bathroom? In Dan Patrick's defense, he is a product of the Texas school system. It's zero. <laughs> zero. None. It hasn't happened. They don't look at the world that way, though. It's, it's they don't I, look at it in a factual, reasonable, rational way. They look at it in a way of, how can I hurt this group of people? How can I stay in power? How can I enrich myself? And that is not what we put you in office to do. Yeah, it's about control. It's it's all these things, all the well, things that were putting them in office. These people are nuts. Stop it, Leslie Grapevine. Yeah, Grapevine PD <laughs> got themselves in a little bit of a mess. Um, they posted a picture of a bunch of people with the department and said, "Sincere thanks to our friends at Patriot Mobile. We're uh, pleased to have their support and encouragement." Uh, they presented us with a certificate to host a pizza party for our staff. We're grateful for the opportunity to have a fun and relaxing meal together as a team. And they just got crucified <laughs> online. Well, that's the same that. group. Patriot Mobile is the same one that's in South Lake uh-huh. and other areas oh, in North Texas yeah. that yeah. Are, are for all of this crazy MAGA junk. Some of this uh, comments, this doesn't make people feel safe. Instead, this shows alignment with election deniers, hate peddlers, and school board mm-hmm. manipulators. Mm-hmm. Next time, a simple thank you card, no photo op, friends endorsement is necessary. Uh, and there's um, there's a million comments on that, but so they've gone and, and placed a retraction, and that led to people saying, "Don't you apologize to those woke nut junk?" <laughs> Just wow. so much division over a pizza thing. Well, so I don't know. It's just. Well, I, the question will be what kind of um, what kind of performance and behavior will come from the. The, the police department now, yeah, and will there be equal treatment? We'll see. Everybody? We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe they need some folks to come in there and, and conduct a training of some kind. It, that would be that would be a, a good thing. If only we knew someone. If only. Yeah. You know, uh, last summer when the uh, um, when, when Roe v. Wade was um, overturned, and of course we got the. The, the opinion, um, the concurring opinion from uh, Judge Thomas, you know, who brought up, you know, well, we should revisit some of these other issues, including um, marriage equality. Of course, he didn't call it marriage equality. Um, there's a lot of talk about some people are saying if they over if our marriages are overturned or the legality of them, they will move out of the state. So there's a lot of talk about that. Do you think. Um, have you heard any rumblings about 
some trans individuals saying we need to just move out of the state and move to oh, some some other states. Was was states absolutely? Are, some people have. Yeah, already. they have. There's been six that I know of offhand. Wow. And what states? Um, you know, we hear about all this anti-trans legislation. California, there's, there's some New pro-trans, Mexico, okay. Colorado, Oregon, Washington. Um, I know Massachusetts is pretty high on the list, but uh, I think Colorado is number one. Uh, California is certainly there as well, especially San Francisco. Yeah, I, I understand Colorado being number one. It's close. Yeah. Uh-huh. Then their governor is and gay. Governor and their governor is gay. gay. But also, I mean, their policies, not just uh, geography, their policies are very, very supportive. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm right. not surprised about Massachusetts and California. Yeah. Some of the other ones you mentioned. Yeah. Um, Texas wasn't on the list. Yeah. It's not just bad bills that have been filed. There have been some good bills. And there's a reason to file good bills. First of all, it takes up uh, committee time. Uh, One of the things that's going to help defeat all of these anti-trans bills is the number of bills that have been filed. Like twice as many bills have been filed this time as in last time. And last time was a record number of bills filed. So twice as many at this point in the session have been filed. They can't consider this many bills. Um, so it, again, it's perf- it's performative. It's like I filed twenty eight <clears throat> bills on this topic. Reelect me, send so, me money. Right. Yeah, if I had to guess, there's going to be one pet bill that that is going to get passed. And I asked Julie Johnson if she had if she had a sense of which bill uh, was gonna, that had a good chance. Of yeah, and w- would rise to the top, and she really didn't. Um, but that's what her thinking is. That, that Whichever one it is, my guess is it's going to hurt children. Yeah. yeah. And why you'd want to do that is just the most reprehensible thing. Because they don't vote. Life is hard enough as it is. Well, they're also trying to keep, in the, the federal level, uh, they're trying to keep uh, anyone under the age of 21 from voting. Uh, and they want to move the voting age to 21 because they got killed in the election by... Yeah. Um, so then again comes the 1960s argument is, if I can be drafted and die for my country at 18, why can't I vote? I mean, that's, that's just a stu- the, the whole thing is that the MAGA world, the, the um, aggressive evangelical, I'm going to impose my so-called reality upon everyone world is so small. It's incredibly small. It doesn't include... People who are different. It doesn't well, include beliefs that are different. Well, the other also, thing is their lack of education. It, can you look? Here's the 26th Amendment. Read through that and tell me if there's any open door for having uh, someone under the age uh, or from 18 to 21 from voting. The yeah. right of citizens of the United <laughs> States who are 18 years of age or older <laughs> to vote shall not be denied or abridged by the United States or by any state on account of age. Section 2, the Congress shall have the power to enforce this article by appropriate legislation. So, so it's, people it's not going to House happen. of Representatives don't know what, they haven't read the Constitution. Of course not. But, that, but that's, <laughs> that's straight out of their playbook, though. They yeah. want to always move the goal line when, or change the rules when 
if they're not working for them, well, we got to change them. And also, Fox News is giving off the impression that people in the uh, the House of Representatives are passing laws. They're not. They're passing bills. They need to watch Schoolhouse Rock because the Senate has a say. The president can veto it. There's a lot of things that can happen. So they're all acting like they're passing laws. And look what we're doing. Like for it's going to become we're law. We're hurting this bunch of right, people, right. and we're fixing this. They're not doing a damn thing. Right. Yeah, it, it reminds me of, of when I was growing up, the kid across the street from me, Philip, you know, like taught us everything. He was like, you know, in, in terms of sports, like I can't, I can't bat right-handed or golf right-handed because he was left-handed and I learned how to bat and golf oh, from him. Interesting. But, you know, like here's just an example. Well, we had a big area in our yard, big a big yard, and we all, the whole neighborhood would play baseball in our yard or kickball or whatever it was. And... um so I would hit the ball between pitcher's mound and second base. And he said, if you hit the ball there, you're out. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> because that's, that's the way the GOP moves. Right. You know, if you hit the ball there, you're out. It's like, okay, well, young people voted, didn't vote for us. Okay, young people, <coughs> let's make sure young people can't vote. Yeah, you got to get out. You know? Yeah. So wow. moving the goalposts yep. is, a, is a pretty common strategy. It's America is. apple pie. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> well, some good bills have been filed. Julie Johnson filed a bill to prohibit child welfare service agencies from refusing to provide service based on the provider's religious beliefs. So, in other words, a um, group that considers itself to be Christian can't say, well, we're not going to uh, take care of this gay kid or we're not going to work with uh, uh, some gay parents. So that masterpiece or uh, that other the uh, Hobby Lobby decisions don't uh, prevent that. Well, we already have a we're, bill. We're not worried about what the federal government wants. This is Texas. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's the constant. It's just you know the, the Supreme Court is all. Yeah. Um, Terry Mesa filed a bill to prohibit laws. insurance companies from covering conversion therapy. Uh, they'd like to. The other side would like to. Uh, prevent insurance companies from covering transgender care. Well, we wanted to prevent them from doing conversion therapy. I'm sure most of the churches that support that are probably okay with paying for it or doing it for free. Right. No, they charge <laughs> handsome amounts of money. <laughs> so, um, and then there are bills uh, that would cover. Um, I'm looking for my notes uh, for th that would cover non-discrimination in housing, employment, insurance coverage, public accommodations. And then uh, Jessica Gonzalez filed an omnibus bill that would just prevent discrimination. So we'll see if any of those bills get a hearing even. Is there anyone to uh, repeal 2106? Yes. Um, Again? <laughs> I, I forgot. Every legislative session... And, since and, and, since 2003. And tell our listeners, what is 2106? 2106 is the uh, homosexual conduct law. I think Ann Johnson filed that one. The one that Lawrence v. Texas overturned. Right, right in 2003. So in 2005 yeah. onward, every session, mm -hmm. and someone has filed a bill um, to repeal it. It is so, it's still on a book, but it's unenforceable. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Until the uh, Until Supreme Court overturns. Itself. Again. Itself yeah. again. Yeah. We are out of time. Leslie, thank, thank you, you Leslie. Oh, yes. Happy thank New you Year. For coming. Thank you. And for all of us here at Lambda Weekly, have a good week. Mm -hmm.